planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome to Sustainable Success. Hope everyone is having a great week. It's been a wonderful week here in New York. A lot of things going on. Actually, getting ready this Saturday for the first ever LinkedIn Unplugged here in New York. We're going to be uh, having uh, LinkedIn influencers flying in for this event uh, at Orange County Choppers. Remember that? Orange County Choppers used to be on, it was a reality show back in the, uh, about 15 years ago. So it's going to be pretty exciting. So again, uh, if you are in the New York area, come check it out. It's going to be uh, hashtag LinkedIn Unplugged NY. If you are in the area, feel free. There's still tickets left. You could come. We're going to be having a host of uh, different speakers that will be speaking on collaboration and giving back. And all proceeds will be going to a foundation supporting those suffering from PTSD. So again, check it out. Again, um, if you are new to Sustainable Success, you could also uh, find us at our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There you'll find many of our great guests that we've had on in the past sharing their words of wisdom that will help you not only scale your business, but also help elevate your personal life to all new levels in terms of your overall well-being and relationships. Today, before I mention our guest and our title, our show today is being brought to you by Empowered Fathers in Action, EFA Movement. This is an organization that is dedicated to improving the family structure, shifting families from one of codependency to interdependency, addressing limited beliefs at the root cause, and their goal is to build interdependent communities, interdependent businesses, all starting at the family level. Come check them out. Again, they're at efamovement.org. This organization is doing great things. Check them out. Support them. And again, uh, we want to thank those that have supported EFA movement to continue to do so. Today's uh, guest we have is Misty Lane, and we're going to be talking about Pull Yourself Up. And before I introduce her, I'm going to give a little background about what we're going to be talking about today. Um, You know, there are probably plenty of people here that have went through tremendous struggles or some type of struggle in their life or in business and seem to come out ahead. And then maybe some of you are maybe going through that and can't really see the, see that silver lining yet. Well, you're going to be hearing today a powerful story and some information that is not only going to help you in business, but more importantly, in your personal life. As you know, here at Sustainable Success, we are all about life and business as one. What goes on in your personal life, you take into your business and vice versa. Before we introduce Misty, I'll give you a background. Misty Lane enjoys a successful career in nuclear medicine, as well as being an author, speaker, and a life shift coach. After overcoming her worst to live her best, she is impacting lives through education, and she speaks around the country. You can catch her time to time in an orchestra pit playing her clarinet in a local theaters or acting and dancing on stage. She loves to travel. She enjoys time with her children and grandkids creating memories, playing games, cooking, and sitting around a campfire. I actually know Misty personally, and you are in for a treat today because the story that she is going to share is going to impact you in some way. Without further ado, we welcome Misty Lane to the show. Misty, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm awesome, Chris. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. 
And, you know, Misty, you know, we've talked so many times and, you know, I know your story. And, you know, when we talk about pulling yourself up, you know, many times people are going through different phases in their lives or they could be going through a really difficult time, you know, as life will present that from time to time. But for, you know, sometimes some people that go through these never seem to come out ahead or they may be going through it and they just can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So when we talk about pulling yourself up, I would just like you to share a little, you know, about your personal journey. And so people could relate to, you know, what you've gone through and where you are today, not only as a a strong woman, but as an influencer to really make impact and and helping people make that shift in life. Sure, Chris. Well, you know, pulling yourself up, I think it's all about finding your inner strength and then recognizing that there's work that needs to be done and then just buckling down and doing the work you need to do and making a conscious decision. You want to be present and you you want to be a better version of yourself. So it's all about finding what you need to do and taking action to do it. So my story... You know, I I have been through, like you said, we all go through struggles. Life happens to all of us. Um, I was on a pretty, pretty steadfast track. I knew pretty early on I wanted to be a surgeon, and I was working towards that goal. Um, I grew up in the Texas beauty pageant system, and I learned very early the power that came with winning. It it caught, you know, I I was just drawn to that power immediately, and I thrived on it, and I, you know, I needed it. And that's, that's the downfall of that side I didn't recognize until later in life is that when I didn't succeed at something and I didn't win, I also internalized that as a failure. And it just, you know, I, I put a lot of undue pressure on myself to always be perfect, that perfectionism thing. So I married my college sweetheart. Everything was going great. I was in a 10-year marriage, had two daughters, had just gotten accepted into medical school and found out my, my husband had another woman pregnant and had been cheating. And it just devastated me. I mean, it just took me back, you know, realizing that my life was a lie. Um, it, of course, I internalized it and, and thought it was my fault. I wasn't good enough. I didn't measure up. Not pretty enough, smart enough, whatever we do to ourselves with that. So I just went out on this, some quest to find loyalty and to find validation from anybody that would give it to me. And ended up trying my first line of cocaine at 31 years old. And it took me down. I became addicted to it right off the bat, and I mean, it, it, it robbed me of 10 years, 10 years of my life, Chris. And, you know, I want to be really careful here not to say that, uh, not to blame my ex-husband, because nobody made me choose to do that line of cocaine. It was my choice. The problem was I didn't respect that moment of choice that day. I didn't respect it. I wasn't educated about what I was signing up for with the drug addiction. You know, we hear drugs are bad. But we don't, we don't hear all the down and dirty about it. We don't hear all the, the things that you, you know, people, you hear people say, I'd never do that. Well, you know, I have a chapter in my book, uh, Never Say Never, because until you live or walk in those shoes, we just don't know what we'll do. So I, I just went downhill really fast. It affected me. Cocaine is a very jealous, <laughs> a very jealous thing. And it, it brought, you know, didn't want to share me with my job, my family or my friends. Um, I found myself doing, Chris, all those things that I said I would never do, you know, things that I didn't even think I was capable of doing. And I think one of the hardest things that, that I found myself in that, that I couldn't get myself out of was a domestic abuse situation. I had um, 
hooked up with my drug dealer because remember, I'm just looking for any kind of validation from anybody. And uh, we actually have a son together. Um, but he hit me for the first time about three or four months into our relationship, and it just devastated me. Of course, the drugs were in play, so, you know, wasn't thinking soundly anyway, but I kicked him out. We, we were trying to not do drugs. We'd been off the drugs for about three weeks. I kicked him out. Um, he came back to the door a couple hours later with the cocaine because he knew that it was going to stop the pain, that he had just, you know, busted my eye, so he knew that that would be the pain reliever. And he also knew that that would be his way back into the house, and it was. So that started this really dangerous cycle of inflicting the abuse and then bringing me the pain reliever and then worming his way back in. So this went on and on. And I say today that some of the hardest scars to heal from are the domestic abuse because it stripped me of everything. It stripped me of my identity. Um, I didn't know what food I liked. I didn't know what kind of music I liked because I was so used to him dictating everything. And those scars are very, very deep, very deep. And that's why at the beginning I start off by saying, you know, we have to decide, make a conscious decision. We want to pull ourselves up and be willing and ready to do that work because the work we're facing is going to be painful. So, you know, from there, uh, I was able to get away from him. I moved across the state and he, you know, state lines. He followed me. Um, he would get sober for a while and he would use scripture to get me. He'd come back at me because we had a son together. He would start throwing scripture at me. Of course, I thought he was a changed man, a man of God, because, you know, I do believe in God and I do believe God can change you. And every time I fell for it, and I think he wanted to be better. I do. I just think, you know, he was unable to be. So um, it took incarceration, a lengthy incarceration for me to really get away from him long enough to realize that I wasn't even myself anymore, to realize that between the drugs and the domestic abuse, Misty wasn't there. That girl was long gone. And when I looked in the mirror, the girl that I saw, I was scared of her because she was cold and just lifeless at that point. And I ended up being in the wrong neighborhood at the wrong time. I was attacked. I was robbed. I lost control of my car after I was attacked. And I, I hit a parked vehicle because I started sliding down the road. I hit a parked vehicle in the driveway, which in turn struck a woman that was standing in her front yard. And it knocked her into her house, Chris, and it killed her. And I woke up in the emergency room with my mother hovering over me, crying. And I, I had no recollection because I never saw the woman there. I couldn't have stopped my car if I had. But I didn't even know there was anyone involved. I just thought I had been in a wreck. So I reached, you know, my mom's just crying uncontrollably. Honey, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And I wanted her to know I was okay. I felt, you know, of course I was numb. I had been on a four-day um, mission. We call them missions, a four-day 24-7 of just smoking crack, doing nothing else but that for 24-7. So my body was numb, um, in and out of consciousness as it was, without the, the drug to get me high anymore. And I reached up to hug my mom's neck to let her know that I was okay. And I felt that cold, angry feel around my wrist. And I was handcuffed to the gurney. And at that point, it was like the gurney became the quicksand that just started engulfing me and sucking the air out of my lungs. And I passed out. The next time I have a recollection of waking up and having some kind of consciousness, I was in a jail cell. I had arraignment papers in front of me that said I was facing... I was facing a 40-year sentence. 
for vehicular homicide. And that was tough because I felt guilty with every single breath that I took. And I've never been suicidal, Chris, but I tell you to be the one left behind after going through something and you know you were the one that was in the wrong, it's tough. Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel like I deserved to live. I didn't know at that point if I wanted to live or even how I was going to anymore without that cocaine in my system. So that was my absolute defining moment of rock bottomness right there. And I had to make a decision. Either I was going to let it kill me too, or I was going to pull myself up and see what I could do about getting out of that 40 years and going back home and, and being the mother I was intended to be to my kids. And my daughter had a big part in that. She had written me a letter telling me to let everything go that was haunting me, write it down, physically write it down, pray about it, get rid of it, and let it go. And I took my daughter's advice, who is now parenting me at 18 years old, and did it. And it was such a release. And what that did, I call it, I, I use that today in my coaching. It's called the Toxic Dump Guide. And so what that did, by releasing all that anger and that bitterness and that hatred, what I was able to do is lower what I call the wall of shame. Once I had that lowered, I was vulnerable enough to see inside, at the things inside of me that were causing me pain. The grief that I was feeling over abortion I had had that I had never gotten any help about during my addiction. I never talked to anybody about it. I never had a closure on it. It helped me see inside why I was overeating, why I was using food to step the pain in. And then I was able to identify those areas and start the work. So I made a decision that day that I wanted to live and I wanted to be present. So I started writing. I used writing. It was the therapy that saved my life. I, I wrote by hand on paper and pen. My entire life story, it just came pouring out of me. And I was very blessed. My, my prosecutor got wind of my book. He came and talked to me and helped me. He reduced my sentence to a negligent homicide, which was a five-year charge. I ended up doing two and a half years incarceration. I returned home, did five more years on paper, rebuilt my life, rebuilt my relationships, um, kept doing the work kept remembering that gratitude was what was going to pull me through, being grateful for what I had and not focusing on what I didn't, not letting the shame and the guilt bring me back to that place again, and started rebuilding my life. And then my daughter, the same, my oldest daughter, I have three kids, two daughters and a son. My oldest daughter, Lauren, said she was pregnant with my first grandchild, and she was due on September 18th, which consequently was the same day that the wreck happened which was also the same day I had married her dad. So my first grandbaby was born on her due date with an oxygen deprivation. She ended up having severe brain damage. She got stuck in the birth canal. Eliana is blind and deaf. She doesn't suck. She can't cry. She has a feeding tube, and she can't even hold her body temperature. She stays wrapped in a heating blanket all through the summer, all year long. And I had such a disconnect because my guilt of my past was convincing me that my past was punishment. That was, I had caused that in my grandbaby. That that was my fault because the date couldn't have been that coincidental. And that's when I decided right then I remembered. When I was in rehab, they had told me that only 3% of us would ever live through the addiction. And I realized I was standing there a proud 3%er and that I had strength and I had life experiences that I had lived through, that I had survived out there on those streets. And that I had an obligation at that point to go help other people 
release themselves from their guilt, from their past, so that they could be present in their future and help pull themselves up and show them how. Show them how they have to be grateful every day. And that's where I am now. It took me 12 years, Chris, because I didn't want to release my book. I was too afraid of the judgment, what was going to come with my new life. The people in my new life didn't know that person. Yeah. And that's when I decided that's it. I rewrote the book from a place of anger and hatred and blame. And I rewrote it from a place of forgiveness and accountability. And I made a shift in my mind that that's how it was going to be. And I was going to start with the positive. And that's where I am today. I'm out trying to teach people that transparency is necessary. We need to use wow. those life experiences to help pull each other up. Well, Misty, I want to, we've got to go to break here shortly. But I, I mean, that is, your story is so powerful and such an inspiration for those that whatever they may be going to can relate to. You've been through so much and yet you, the resilience is just off the charts. And I want to focus on that area, including transparency, when we get back here after the break. Again, you are, we're talking to Misty Lane. We're talking about pull yourself up. And again, if you're just uh, joining us, you can listen to this show on demand later today. But we highly encourage you to not leave. Come, stay with us. We got more to come from Misty Lane. We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. 
Again, that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. Again, we're here with Misty Lane. Uh, uh, We're talking about Pull Yourself Up. And if you're just joining us, we highly encourage you to listen to this show on demand when it is available later today. As Misty shared her powerful story of resilience and how you can pull yourself up, it's highly encouraged that wherever you are on your journey, that you listen to her story today. It, It is highly moving and will definitely pull you up to where you are and where you want to go. So with that being said, Misty, when we, we when we look at, you know, where you've been and where you are today, and when we're talking about pull yourself up, you know, you mentioned at the end of your story how transparency was the first step of the healing process in moving forward. And or in this case, when we talk about results, I'd like you to discuss from mm-hmm. your perspective the importance of transparency when it comes to this process of resilience? Well, I believe for me it was um, starting out, first of all, with being honest with myself. You know, there was a lot of things that I did during my drug addiction that I hurt people, people that loved me, people that cared about me. And there were a lot of people out in that, in that world that hurt me. So I had to learn to forgive not only other people, but to forgive myself. So it started out with being transparent with myself about really really coming to terms and being honest with myself about the things I had done. Because, you know, when we're in the middle of the moment, we don't want to, we don't want to admit to ourselves. We try to justify or make it sound better than it is, but to really get down and say, okay, I did these things, be accountable for it. That was the first step of the whole transparency for me is by coming out, being honest about what I had done, taking accountability for it, and then asking people to forgive me for it. Forgiveness is a, you know, often sometimes very difficult process, you know, because a lot of times people feel that maybe they for really forgave, you know, maybe forgave somebody or forgave certain people, but oftentimes they forget to forgive themselves and then they, and then these right. things resurface. So when you, what, what was the, when was that moment for you in terms of clarity or, you know, in the transfer, in the transparency process of resilience that you really felt that you truly forgave yourself? After my grandbaby was born is when I first realized that I needed to, you know, that I needed to forgive everybody and myself. And that's when I realized how much I was holding on to, how much that guilt was holding me back. So that's when I realized that it was time to come clean with myself, come clean with everyone else, and use the adversity to benefit other people. And that was the big shift for me is that I realized that all those things I had been through, I had now become an authority on them. And I could use that to help people either prevent them from making those choices or if they had made the choices, at least show them, give them hope and show them that there is a way out. Mm, that's so true. I mean, because you think about it, you know, what, you know, the experience that you went through, I mean, here you had the accident, it, you know, there was a fatality as a result of this, you were incarcerated for a couple years and you come out and it's like, oh my God, you know what? You had to forgive yourself. You know, talk about a little bit about that process of, you know, when you, when you forgave yourself, what was the next steps in the transparency process to really begin to now pull yourself up into now into everyday life 
to, you know, become that, to become yourself again, to become that mom, that grandmom, a grandmother, and, and your career and your business to get back into the mm-hmm. swing of things. Well, this, this is when my, my cope equals hope method. I have a four-step method that I use. It's in my book and that I, I use with my coaching clients. It, this is when the four-step method came into play for me. And it, it just sort of evolved itself when people kept saying, what'd you do? How'd you do it? This is just kind of how it happened for me. So the cope, C-O-P-E, C stands for confronting the people I've hurt, like I just mentioned, um, asking them to forgive you and forgiving the ones that had hurt you. That's the confrontation of it facing those fears about being honest about it. Then the O is to optimize, realizing that I had to optimize on all those life experiences and use them to help someone else. The P is to push through. That's when the transparency comes into play. Now's the time it's going to get hard. You know, you're right at the edge. You're trying to get better, but then that toxic guilt and that toxic shame or even people around you that don't want to see you get better, try to put you back down and make you feel bad about yourself again. You have to push through that phase because the E is where it's all worth it. That's where you get to embrace the new, better version of you that you are. Because I'll tell you, having lived through all those things, I am a much more, I have much more empathy, compassion, respect. I'm educated about things out there now. So, I mean, I'm a much better person than I ever was before I lived through it. So it's all about realizing you have to go through each step. You have to, you have to really embrace each step so that when you get to the end, you love that person. You can embrace that person that you have now become. And it's so important. Mm, yes, it's so, it definitely is. And anybody that's listening that, you know, again, wherever you are, you know, in in the process that you're going through, again, I'm sure you can relate to what Misty's talking about. And, you know, it's not an easy process, but but it is a necessary process in order to really embrace. And you had stressed this, Misty, like you when you talked about, you know, optimizing, you know, looking for almost like, and correct me if I'm wrong, looking at the blessings and opportunities disguised in that struggle that you went through. Can you shed some insight like what, like how you could look at that from that point of view versus somebody looking at the glass half empty, which typically most people would be conditioned to do through negative thinking is to, to continue to dwell on the problem rather than see the opportunities and the blessings disguised in those challenges. Right. And it's kind of hard because there's a phase and I'm speaking specifically to addiction right now, but it could, it could cross over to any area of your life. There, there's a phase where you have to get through with your, your loved ones, your inner circle, the people that are close yeah. to you that you live life with. Because what happens with them is, is specifically, again, with addiction is when we get better, we start healing. You know, we've gone through programs. We've gone through therapy. We've gone through all these things to get better. But our families are still stuck in their place of addiction with us. So until they know better, they still see us as liars, cheaters, manipulators. And not, they're not so great about trusting us, you know. And so it takes time. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of patience because the things we go through, the very first thing that our family wants when we're out there on those streets is to know we're safe. I remember when I would go to jail, my parents would have the best sleep ever because they, they knew I was okay at that point because they used to drive all night long looking for me. I'd be gone days at a time. And so... After they know you're safe, then they need to make sure you're hydrated, you're fed, are you okay? And then after they know that, 
that's when they're safe to feel that their anger can start coming out. And sometimes that anger, Chris, is enough to send us right back out the door. At least for me, I would come home, two or three days I would sleep, I would start hydrating, eating, starting getting my senses back, and then all their anger would come out because now they knew I was safe and I couldn't handle it because I was already beating myself up for everything I had done. So to have them coming down on me too, I couldn't handle it. I would run back out again and go get high again because I didn't want to deal with it. So it's a process. We have to be very careful that we have patience. I think it's important that we have a mediator, someone that, that is professionally um, licensed that can help you constructively get through this time because if not, it can do damage. And, and it's, you know, everybody being, it's about everybody being aware of their role that needs to happen in the recovery. In the recovery. Yeah, no, I, and I can relate. You know, I've, I've also struggled with addiction in my past. Uh, so I can totally relate and where mine was driven by anger, you know, so a lot of times mm-hmm. the, the, the addiction itself, you know, the, the alcohol, the drugs, the sex, the gambling, whatever the case may be, was just the, the, you know, the, the choice to mask the, the real addiction, which was the emotion or emotions that you were experiencing, you know, anger, shame, guilt, jealousy, envy, any combination thereof. Talk about that because a lot of times people don't realize that they may not be so-called addicted to drugs or alcohol, but they may there could be addictive something going on that's addictive in their mindset in terms of these emotions that are impacting the way they communicate with others in their homes, in their communities, in their businesses. It doesn't matter what the situation is, you know, behaviors, certain things, how they what they do around people. Talk a little bit about where you were and where you are now. You can use behavior, communication as examples, and talking about what you felt drove that, you know, you to use drugs. I mean, we know about the certain things with the with your the ex husband, the you know the the uh, that you had. But what was the emotion and emotions that were that were driving that? Mm-hmm. I think first of all, it was just. An impulse decision. I didn't give it the respect it deserved. But I think what drove it was the need to escape from the reality of me having a failed marriage. The need to escape from the reality of me had been in pageants my whole life and now I had gained weight. And I wasn't that perfect image that I was so used to being. But yet feeling I had to portray it, that mask I had to continually wear. Um things that had happened in my childhood that I've never told a soul about, that I didn't even know it happened until I started using the writing. And it's such a beautiful thing. When we use writing, it, things come out of us that we don't even know existed, that are very mm-hmm. deep down. You know, and I remember looking back the first time I realized some things from my past, I realized that little Debbie cakes, those zebra cakes, that was my first addiction. Because I remember using food for cover up pain, but I didn't know what I was covering up until, and I was in my 30s that it had surfaced of what I was covering up, mm. you know? And so I think that's real important. And that's where that toxic dump comes in is you do that quick writing. You just do a quick writing and get all that stuff out of you, all those things that keep you awake at night. You know, those things, Chris, when you look in the mirror and you don't even want to say out loud to yourself that you've done, you know, you just get it all out and admit it. And, and, you know, ask for forgiveness for it and, for, and allow yourself to forgive yourself for it. And that's, that's where it all comes into play right there. That's where the shift started for me when I was able to get that wall of shame down and start the work. 
All right. So, so take it, you know, you obviously you had shame, there was guilt, obviously that played out into anger and, and you reckon you began to recognize through the, the writing, how powerful that, that some of these suppressed thoughts and feelings and memories that maybe even from childhood played a part in, and a lot of times we don't realize that these things can manifest itself into new situations that we go through to re-experience those feelings over and over again. At least I know from my experience myself and people I've worked with that have had similar situations. So I can relate to that. So that being said, you know, what were some of the things in the, you know, now in the transparency resilience process, what were some of the positive things that after you went through this, you, you talked about your COPE uh, formula, but talk about some other things that you did that really worked for you in a positive way to put you in the position that you are today f- from a well-being standpoint. I would say, first of all, is, to re- is remembering every day to wake up with, and find something to be grateful for, to look at the blessings around us, to look at the things that we have to play on instead of, instead of dwelling on the things that brought us down. And so that's number one been my, and, and it's an ongoing thing. It's not like a one and done. It's something I have to do every single day to sustain the, the level of consciousness, the level of positivity that I'm in. I have to do it every day to sustain that. And then next, it was about taking action. You know, once I decided to go forward with the book, I had to make it happen. You know, I couldn't just talk about it. I had to put the, put the work in, do the work, make it happen. And then the next thing would be just embracing it because sometimes, you know, with me, I know, and you know me, you and I know each other, and it's just things have happened rather quickly, much faster than I thought they would. And we have to embrace that if we're going to ask for it and we get it, that we need to be ready for it and we need to embrace it. Because I think we second, you know, tend to second guess ourselves. Like, like you know, if we get a job promotion, we're all we're all about getting that job job promotion. And then when the day comes, we start that new job. I'm pretty sure all of us go through that. Oh, can I really do this? Did I get in over my head? You know, we try to procrastinate or try to put ourselves down or not give ourselves the credit we deserve. So it's about realizing that we are in the space that we are in because we created it for ourselves, and to take. Take that action to make that opportunity happen, whatever it might be. Mm. And, and that's so important. I mean, gratitude that you mentioned is it, it's ongoing. I mean, I know without gratitude, I would have never been able to get through that process early on. And that is sometimes very hard to do. Um, you know, talk about a little bit also, we got a few minutes to the break and I wanted to kind of elaborate what you talked about the writing because the writing is so important. You know, not only can this help when you write to help solve problems in in the business world, but also in your personal life and also helping to overcome or repair relationships. Talk about the power of writing or journaling and just real briefly, you know, in a a couple minutes, like what that what that did for you. I know you touched on it, but just a little bit more in depth on that that could really drive that point home. Well, I know that when I was incarcerated, um, you know, I had a lot of resentments towards my first husband. I, back then, I blamed him for everything. It was all his fault. I know now it wasn't. I made the choices. But um, being able to write, you know, I'd write him letters and, and not even give them to him. Sometimes I would write things just to write them and pretend like I gave it to him. And I would tear them up throw them away. But it was that relief that came with it. Now, there were times I did write and mail it to him because, you know, I felt like he needed to hear it. 
So it, it was just about getting it out. I think it's all about that toxic dump, getting all that stuff that's in us out through us. And I'm a firm believer, Chris, in the old-fashioned way, pen and paper, because there is something about the stroking of that pen it releases that energy, that angry energy out on the paper. When I type or when I try to do voice recordings, it's just not for me. It's just not the same. All about that writing, writing it down, physically writing it down, going through the process of it. No, I agree. I mean, it's something that I do with, you know, when clients, when we're looking to build their success foundation, getting to the root cause of their limited beliefs, it's always the step process that they, they do on a daily basis after they meditate. Because after you meditate, your mind is fresh. Your subconscious mindset has, has the ability to reveal things to the conscious mindset. And when we can capture those thoughts or whatever on paper, it begins to mm-hmm. kind of make sense over time. What are the things that could be getting in our way or things that we should be doing that could really help us? So you're right. Yeah. You know, when there's so much power in that. So... Just we have a less than a minute, Misty, I just wanted to just sum up, you know, really sum up again the, the importance of transparency as part of the resilience process to overcome anything in life. Just really like say in 30 seconds to sum that up, what that means to you. What it means to me, Chris, is that it is I, I encourage everyone to step up and be that one to share their raw truth. Because our life experiences is what is going to educate other people so that we can all judge less and mentor more. Transparency is necessary. Mm, Powerful, powerful. So, again, you know, again, take, you know, listen to what Misty's saying. I mean, right now, some of you, like I said, could be going through a, a difficult period in your career, your business, your personal life. You're trying to separate the two. You're not trying to bring it into the workplace or your business. But the reality is these things happen, and we all go through them, some to various different degrees. But the key is that these processes that Misty are talking about can be applied to any of these situations. So, again, it's it's learning to really, you know, to take ownership and responsibility or accountability for where you are at, to know that you can forgive yourself, have gratitude, all the things that Misty pointed out to begin your steps moving forward towards, you know, using resiliency to get yourself back to where you need to be. Again, you're listening to Misty Lane, Pull Yourself Up. We have to go to break, but we'll be right back. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? 
It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. Again, we're here talking about pulling yourself up, you know, the ability to come o- overcome any adversity in your business or personal life. We uh, heard the powerful story from Misty Lane today. And uh, Misty, you know, in this process now, you are in the solution phase of your process and you have been for quite some time. You know, you discussed your cope equals hope concept or method. You know, talk a little bit about some of the things that you're doing right now to not only that, not only have helped yourself, because obviously you have to be able to help yourself before you can help others. But some of the things you've done to help yourself that you're now impacting others in a grand way. Oh, I would love to share. So once I decided that I was going to release that that book that I had written, um, you know, everything turned around. Like I said earlier, I'm now sustaining at 13 years sobriety. I'm very excited and proud of that. And, you know, this process is what keeps me in that space. Um, my book made bestseller. It's called What Goes Up. I'm very proud of that. Um, it's a very raw and honest account of the things that happened during addiction and domestic abuse and perfectionism issues. Um, once I decided I was going to move forward with my message and what that was going to look like, I started going to Toastmasters and learning how to speak and, and gain confidence through speaking. And I'm, I'm now an award-winning speaker. Um, and I'm a life shifter, Chris. I, I take people into my coaching program and I shift their life by showing them that there is a positive outcome. I show them that they can overcome their worst to live their best, whatever that means for that, that specific person. You know, it's different for everyone. There's a different style that we use for everyone. But that's, that's what I've been focusing on. Through all of that, I've gotten, you know, shows like yours and podcasts, radio, TV shows, and have gotten to get my name out there, and now I'm in a contest, a worldwide contest. I'm so proud to be a top world finalist in The Next Impactor. This is thenextimpactor.com. It is a a platform that Lauren Michaels Harris and Jeff Levin created for people with a message that wanted to get out there and, you know, humanitarians or 
entrepreneurs, people that had a message they wanted to get out to the world. It's a platform for us to learn and grow. There's five coaches that are on board that donate their time to this project that we learn from, and it's been amazing. It's been an amazing journey. It's all coming to a head next Friday, August 30th. They will crown the first international next impactor in Chicago at Stan Mansion. And I'm a top contender, and I am just most excited for that, Chris, because with that uh, winning, uh, when it, with that title comes a $500,000 media package that would help me just megaphone transparency out to the world. I mean, here's my goal. Imagine a world, Chris, where you have your teenage girls that get pregnant, and instead of running to an abortion clinic because they're too scared to tell their parents that they have transparency relationships with their family and that they can go to them and look at other options and talk to them about it. Imagine a world, Chris, where we have uh, suicide rates dropping because now with transparency, people know they're not alone on those thoughts that they might be having, the thoughts of hurting others or thoughts of hurting themselves that they feel so horrible and guilty for, then they end up killing themselves over. With transparency, they're going to know they're not alone. That's my goal. I just want the world, I just want to help ease suffering in the world. And I think transparency across the board in your relationships, in your business, in your personal life, even with yourself, is the key to all of it. It all falls under that transparency umbrella. That's why I say transparency is necessary, um, and I'm the founder of that movement, Transparency is Necessary, and the Be That One. Step up and be that one. And it's just been an exciting journey. Um, I feel very blessed to be where I am. I, I feel like God chose me, Chris, way back to go through this journey. And I'm actually doing exactly what I'm supposed to be now. And that is the most rewarding feeling. Because I tell you, the downest I've been, the hardest, hard, worst times I've had, I have found the most comfort when I have found someone that had it just a little bit worse. And I offered them what I had. It might not have been much more than they had, but it was something to pull them up. And when I did it, it made me realize I had value. It made me feel better about myself. And I felt good about it. I felt good about helping. And all that negative energy I used to put on myself, I could now focus and give positive energy to someone else. And that was just, you know, I use that every day. That's what I try to do. If I start getting down on myself, I just direct it and say, nope, let's, let's not beat yourself up. Let's go find somebody that has a little worse, you know, and help them out. And that's, that's what I live by. And I'm just excited. I love life. Uh, you know, I'm blessed. All three of my kids are strong, independent, and resilient from everything they had to go through. And they all love me and have forgiven me. And we, we you know, we re over the last 12, 13 years, we've rebuilt that relationship. And it, it's just a, a good place. I'm in a good place and I'm blessed and I'm, I'm humbled and I'm honored. No, that's fabulous. And, you know, and I, and I'm, I'm a hundred percent supporter of transparency and, and love what you're doing with the transparency movement. And, you have a Facebook group on the Transparent Movement. Is that correct? I have two. I have one that's uh, Transparency Movement, and I also have a hashtag Be That One private Facebook group promoting just to go out and be kind to one another and step up and step up for change. Be the one to start the ripple effect for change. Yeah. Yeah, I would highly encourage mm-hmm. those listening or those that will be listening, you know, after the fact on demand, you know, to check out misty's uh facebook page transparency movement you know and misty i take it it, it is free to join in terms of the, the the group it is free to join yes okay 
But again, it, it, it's a great way to kind of, you know, you know, be able to open up. Maybe sometimes people may feel still uncomfortable opening up to people they know or people in close to like maybe it's a spouse, a family member, whatever the case may be. This is could be a stepping stone to kind of become transparent with someone else maybe you don't know that can lead to, you know, that healing process and in, in moving towards resiliency to take you where you want to go. So, yeah, absolutely. You should check out Misty's Transparency Movement page on Facebook. So in terms of the, uh, you know, all these things that you're doing, you're doing all these great things. You're getting all the, these messages out here, you know, in terms or the message out there through all these different platforms. You know, what would you encourage somebody that, you know, maybe going, let's say they are kind of like maybe one step behind you where you are now or maybe a few steps and they've gone through something and they want their, you know, they're, they, they really want to make a difference now. They want, they want to share what they went through. What, what advice would you recommend that they do based upon helping others? I would, I would suggest that they find identifiable or that they identify measurable outcomes that they want and then work towards that. Measurable. Don't just say, I'm going to write a book one day. Say, okay, by January of 2020, I'm going to have my book ready to be published and then work backwards from there and get it done. Take the action, be grateful every step along the way and embrace the journey. But here's the other thing. Here's the kicker to it. You know, you can't get there too fast and I'm very impatient. I want everything right now. I'm one of those people that fill my plate up and I'm stretching in a thousand directions. Um, But Jerome Wade, he's a speaker out of New Mexico, told me one time, he said, you need to enjoy the journey and use the clutch because if you get there too fast, you're not going to be ready. So embrace every step along the way and just go for it. If you're in that place, you're, you're finding out, you're starting to be transparent, you think you might have a message you want to share with people, find your measurable outcome, what you want to do with it and work backwards from it and make it happen. Uh, no, no doubt about it. And it is a process. Again, you know, we want instant gratification, but, but nonetheless, that these things take time because we, that's where gratitude is so important in this process. And, you know, because we can't appreciate where we are and where we're going unless we're grateful in that wherever we are. So it's important. So that is, that is great. And so Misty, uh, the, for the next factor, when is the finale? When is that happening? The finale is August 30th um, in Chicago at Stan Manson at 7 p.m. If anyone wants to come to the finale that's in the Chicago area, just get in touch with me through Facebook, Misty Lane, uh, M-I-S-T-I-E-L-A-Y-N-E, or you can email me at mistylane at mistylane.com, and I would love to, to get you a seat at my table. I have three tables center stage, and love to have you uh, join us. It's going to be a room filled with impactful people, just people that beautiful hearts that are just trying to ease suffering in the world. Oh, that's fabulous. That is fabulous. And what a, uh, what a great city to have it into Chicago. I know Chicago mm-hmm. well, lived there for four years back in the 90s. But, but unfortunately, during a time when I was uh, at the highest level of my addiction at the time so <laughs> i i remember the good yeah. the good things but i also remember the right. the bad as well but not no reflection oh, yeah. on chicago no reflection on chicago right. at all but in any event yeah. with that being said yeah. so then, no that, that that's great go ahead and i was just going to say and also um 
vote, we are voting still for the winner. The voting um, is ends tomorrow at midnight on August 23rd, Friday at midnight. And if you, you know, resonate with something, if you want to join the transparency movement and, and see transparency move forward in the world with that media package, then please go vote for me. You can visit my website, mistylane.com, M-I-S-T-I-E-L-A-Y-N-E.com. And there's a vote tab. And I've been supporting a nonprofit called Disabled But Not Really. Uh, for the last few months, I've been raising money for them. Every dollar that I raise for that nonprofit, I get a vote for. So it's a win-win. Make a donation. Uh, be that one. Step up, make a donation for change, and let's, let's get the transparency movement to win so we can get this out there. Oh, that's great. Well, absolutely. De- definitely check out Misty's website to get that information. You know, make a, make a donation. I know I did. Uh, definitely for yeah. an important cause. You know, we, we all, you know, we all have a powerful message inside of us. Real quick, Misty, we have a couple minutes left, but uh, where can people also find your book? Wow. I have been so blessed. I've just recently learned Walmart has bought my book. Target has my book. Amazon, all the bookstores, websites. My website, which is mistylane.com, it's pretty much you can, if you want it, you can find it. It's called What Goes Up. What Goes Up, yes. And I, it is a fabulous book, definitely one that once you start reading, you will not put down till you finish. So definitely, uh, <laughs> you got multiple options there to get, grab this book, whether if you're out and about at a Target or Walmart or if you are just want to shop online, uh, Amazon, definitely check out Misty's book. Again, wherever you are, this could be a great way to uh, help you motivate yourself wherever you are to take some of the steps and processes that Misty uh, talked about today. Misty, we have less than about a minute here. Um, we're going to be closing out the show, but just any parting thoughts that you would like to leave the audience here you know, in 20 seconds? Yes, I would just like to say love yourself. We all have to love ourselves. Nobody is perfect. We've all been through things. We all have things. But we just need to learn to love the person that we are and embrace that person and be the best version of you you can be. Wow. Powerful. Powerful. So, again, folks, those listening, they were just wherever you joined in today, we highly encourage you to listen to this, uh, this full episode again on demand, which will be later today. Uh, some powerful information here. And again, Misty's story, if that doesn't get you to steer you in the right direction, I don't know what will. But again, <laughs> you know, it's a starting point. So again, we want to thank you listeners each and every week for joining us. Uh, the sustainable way to you know capture new insights from either business leaders, leaders in their communities, leaders in wellness and relationships that are help you take you to where you want to be. And Misty, we want to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule today to join us with this valuable information and being transparent, sharing your story. And again, we will be back next Thursday, again, always at 12 o'clock to 1 p.m. East Coast time. That's 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. on the West Coast. And again, we'll have a great guest lined up for next week. So again, check it out. Check out uh, on-demand version of this show today. And again, we want to thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week and have a great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.